This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 253, Justice League Road Trip. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to Strangers and Aliens. My name is Ben. Ben Avery, and I'm here with Evan. Evan David. We're here! And it is a road trip time. Road trip! We are about to put the car in gear to go to see Justice League! Yeah. And so, here is the car going into gear. And I'm driving. I don't know what he's singing over there. It doesn't sound like anything that I recognize. Uh, and I say that uh, not saying that I don't recognize the Justice League cartoons, multiple ones of them. I say that because that just doesn't sound like any of them. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there and hand the microphone back over to Evan so he can uh, stretch his arm muscles while he holds the microphone to... Um, Record our conversation as we drive to the theater right now to go see Justice League. Although we will once more be doing a pit stop at Chick-fil-A to grab a bite to eat before we go inside the theater. So, Evan, before I hand the microphone to you, I'm going to ask you, sir, are you excited about tonight's movie? Yeah, I'm really excited. This is probably the most excited I've been for a movie all year. Oh yeah, I'm pumped. How about you, Ben? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not pumped. I, I'm not pumped in the way that, um, like I would be for you know Star Wars. I'm more excited about Star Wars, but I am excited to see this movie because I am excited to see more of Wonder Woman. That movie was fantastic and. This being a follow-up to that, hopefully it does her some justice. Uh, uh, and then Aquaman, live-action, big-screen Aquaman. Yes, we're getting that. And it's more than five seconds. And I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about the spoilers, but I not really spoilers. Uh, the Return of Superman. Woohoo! And I'm excited to see how they play with that and deal with that. And I, th- I think there can be some really fun stuff going on there if they do it right or if they do it at all. But um, I am. I am looking forward to this movie getting to the point where we knew we were going to see the movie 
tonight. Took some work, took some fandangling or whatever, but we, we made it work. And we uh, we adjusted and we, we did everything we could. And so we are going to see this movie tonight. It's Thursday night. I am guessing that we will be dropping the episode tonight on Thursday night uh, because that's just the way we like to do it. And uh, yeah, so beyond that, um, uh, let's see, Evan, what are you most looking forward to? Superman, man. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm in the car. That's why I'm excited. That is not why you're in the car. You went and we did Suicide Squad. You'd be in the car if there was no Superman. That's true. That's true. But I am. I really wanted to be in the car <laughs> a lot more this time because Superman is going to be on the big screen. I did the math today, Ben. Yeah. And a Superman movie only comes out every point, like one every point seven decades. So. It's what I'm saying is it's not every day we get a Superman movie, and so I'm super excited. I, 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 I don't understand the math, but then again, that's because I lived through the '80s and we had four of them. We well, had, one was in the '70s. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm saying we we had four of them within ten years, and you know, my childhood there was four Superman movies, and basically, when I stopped being a kid, they they stopped making Superman movies. Yeah, and I had to wait till I was 16 to get my first big screen Superman movie. And then they took a break till I was 21 or something uh, for Man of Steel. So I'm, I'm pumped. He's my favorite superhero, my favorite fictional character of all time. And he's on the big screen again, so I'm pumped. So in this new DC, what are they calling this, a DCEU? That's what everybody calls it, but I just heard on a podcast, I can't remember which one, that that's not what they actually officially call it. I don't know what they officially call it, but that's what everybody else in fandom knows it as. Because it's not like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is MCU, and it's the DC... Extended, extended Universe. Or expand, not expanded, Extended Universe. And, and so in that canon, we have right now Man of Steel, a Superman movie. We have Batman v Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice, which... Batman's the first character in that. So do we call that a Batman movie? Is it a Batman movie? Is it a Superman movie? I, I don't know. I think it's pretty evenly split, especially in the extended version. And so, but Batman doesn't have his own movie is what I'm saying. There, right. Which is interesting. And then you have Suicide Squad, which features Batman. And probably that's the best bit of the movie, maybe. Yeah. And the, and the Joker flashbacks. There, there's some interesting stuff that, you know, almost worth watching part of the movie <laughs> um, but you're not missing out on anything I don't think I don't think they're gonna be referencing anything maybe they will maybe they will I mean they re reference Joker in Batman v Superman and then we had the Joker in Suicide Squad so I mean we could get some more of that yeah and then we have Wonder Woman and so we have that that's our build up to this this point here which when you take a, a look at MCU uh, you had uh, Incredible Hulk Iron Man Iron Man 2 Captain America and Thor all before um, before Avengers. So yes, and here we've had. We, I mean, we've got our we got the Trinity. It's actually pretty similar if you really if you, if you think about it, yeah. as far as um, the extent of world building that the MCU did before Avengers. So you know, I, I don't know. We've we've given we've given the DCEU some. Uh, we, we we've given it some troubles. You know, we've we've, we've given it a little bit of ribbon. Ribbon in the in the in the ribs, you know, with our elbows. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. 
a little bit, but you know, this isn't quite as convoluted as it was kind of seeming. It's just you have weird things thrown in there, like Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes, it, Batman not getting his own movie. It feels. It honestly feels like there's a lot more, but it's only been four movies. Uh, or is it three? F- three movies. No, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, four movies, and yeah, so it's it's the same amount of movies. They've just shoehorned a lot more in to to them. We had Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman, and we had Batman and Batman v Superman. <laughs> it's not even his own movie. And then you have all the all the Suicide Squad characters. I bet you Amanda Waller will show up in this. Yeah, that that's actually a really good prediction. I, I think I wouldn't have thought of that because I really <laughs> Amanda Waller not on my my radar really. Uh, you know, I watched some of the Justice League cartoons, but I didn't read any comics with her in it. And if she was in it, she was so minor I didn't notice. Um, but I, I think you're onto something with that. She's really a major player. Like the first time I ever heard her as a major player was in the justice league unlimited cartoon series. But now she's like the go-to boogeyman for the DC universe in the comics. She's like the evil Coulson. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the evil Coulson. You're right. Okay. So you're excited about Superman. Uh, what are you dreading as we move into this movie? about dreading i'm well i'm kind of disappointed that the big bad guy as far as we know is steppenwolf and he's not really i mean have you ever heard of a good story where steppenwolf is the main villain all i can think of is um is, is the song from mary poppins or it's uh what's all this step in time what's all this step in time um whenever i hear steppenwolf that's that's what i hear of and then i also think of you know classic rock music uh but steppenwolf was he's a jack kirby creation along with dark side as far as i know created for the superpowers cartoon superpowers collection not for the comics i don't know i i that's just where i became aware of him he may I have a blank spot in my comic book reading, and that is the New Gods stuff with Darkseid. And I want to uh, correct that. There is a um, Jack Kirby's Fourth World uh, omnibus coming out, which is all of Jack Kirby's stuff for Jimmy <laughs> Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen and uh, I think Mir- uh, Mr. Miracle and, and those um, things that Jack Kirby was working on for DC when they kind of had him step up and and said yeah you can do whatever you want so he kind of went crazy in some areas and created this whole fourth world stuff which is his own mythology that um when you read about the stuff that he was doing to create it it's really interesting and really fun like you can tell he is a guy who is having fun making stuff and building a world and now that was its own series right it wasn't just side characters for superman well yeah, I mean, side character for Superman, like Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, there was fourth world stuff that was happening in that book. But then he also created brand new stuff like Mr. Miracle and, um, you know, Darkseid and, and the, the new gods and stuff like that. So I'm I, again, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm, I might be getting some of the titles wrong and maybe, you know, some of the timeline wrong. But um, I am not familiar with that stuff except for. Uh, the superpowers cartoon and i have a graphic novel called hunger dogs which makes absolutely no sense to me when i read it but is apparently jack kirby actually finishing the story of all the new gods stuff before other creators then picked up on those threads and and ran with them again as well 
For more on that, check out the Comic Book Time Machine episodes where we review Justice League. What's that one? Justice League, the Gods and Monsters. We talk a lot about it there. Um, Okay. So, yeah, Steppenwolf, the only the only time I've really seen him be a really cool bad guy was in the Superman the Animated Series when Darkseid first attacks the Earth. Steppenwolf was kind of like the mini-boss that Superman has to fight before he gets to Darkseid. But other than that... Well, that- let, let's talk a little bit about this, why this is even an issue, is because as far as, far as we've heard now, uh, Joss Whedon came in, took over for Zack Snyder because Zack Snyder had a really some sort of family tragedy or something that caused him to have to pull out and finish. He couldn't finish uh, working on, on the movie. So Joss Whedon comes in. Um, sounds like though he also like 30% of the movie is his or something like that. It's like 10 to 25% of this movie is his, which is interesting because it's shorter, I think than they were planning on it being. Um, and it's from what people are saying is the dark side stuff has been pulled back. And so, you know, we're, we're talking spoiler free here. This is speculation right now. Um, I just don't know. I mean, they, I, am disappointed. Like I'm thinking to myself, if you're choosing to say, I'm going to pull back on, on the villain and, you know, just get rid of Steppenwolf and, and just have it be dark side. Like just, just skip that whole thing. You know, it's like, okay, so this movie was supposed to be setting up the, the amazing dark side coming kind of thing. Well, this is supposed to be originally, it was supposed to be justice league part one. Right. Right. And so I guess it's supposed to end on a cliffhanger or something that dark side came. And now it's just its own movie with its own real ending, which great. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much for doing that. DC. Uh, I, I want a self-contained story, but if you're going to change it up anyway and say, okay, instead of having Steppenwolf be like the harbinger who announces the coming of dark side and everyone's like, Oh, if this guy's so bad, then the guy he's announcing is going to be even worse. Just skip that step and have them <laughs> skip that Steppenwolf and have just go straight to dark side. See, but I am kind of glad that we have a stepping stone to get to Dark Side because. But there's no. The sound, what it sounds like is that they're not doing it as a stepping stone or a stepping stone. <laughs> they're doing it as just its own thing. And then maybe they'll get to Dark Side. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that they're giving it an actual ending in case they don't do another one. Um, there is no way. There's no way they're just going to do Steppenwolf and not do Dark Side. That's what I'm saying is that's a possibility. I really think there's a possibility, Evan. Wow. That would be horrible. That would be the worst thing of all time. So who is Darkseid, Evan? Tell us about Darkseid. Darkseid is the... So basically in the fourth world, they have this planet of quote-unquote gods. They're like gods in the sense that... The Olympics. The, the Olympian gods. Right. Or they're not even that. They're like they are more akin to the... Uh, the Asgardians in MCU. But th- this is Jack Kirby creating his own pantheon. Right, right, right. So it's basically his own made-up mythology. But anyway, there was one world full of these gods. It was in a war, so it was torn asunder. There's now two worlds, Apocalypse and New Genesis. New Genesis it representing good, and it's kind of like the heaven planet, and all the good 
new gods are there. And then Apocalypse is the bad hell planet where there's fire everywhere and Darkseid is the evil emperor, ruler of that place. And he is the biggest bad guy, one of the biggest bad guys in all of comics, one of the biggest bad guys in all of DC. Thanos is a direct ripoff of Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, and... I mean, intentional ripoff. Yeah, yeah, undisputed, he is. And uh, so, Darkseid is. I mean, they fought in the Thanos and him have fought in the comics. Darkseid is one. That was a fan thing, but still, he he looked. He's more. He looks more hardcore than Thanos, and he's just kind of the embodiment of evil. And um, he had his goal in life is to find the anti-life equation, which will allow him to, inst- you know, the anti-life equation. You would think that just means you're going to eradicate all life in the universe, but no, it's allows him to control all life in the universe. And uh, he is trying to find this thing. He also is in control of the Omega Effect, which are kind of like heat vision beams, but he can control them independently. Like they can, they don't have to go in a straight line. They can zip around objects and go anywhere. And when they hit you, they can either vaporize you completely or teleport you to different places. Um, And he's not in this movie, or that's what it sounds like. Or he'll be hinted at. Maybe we'll see a glimpse of him. Who knows? So so what we're getting is Steppenwolf, who is like his right-hand man. Well, Steppenwolf is his uncle in the comic books, but they've downgraded him to his nephew in this movie, I believe. Interesting. Okay. We'll also see the Parademons, which we saw in uh, Batman's vision dream in uh, Batman v Superman and if you recall I freaked out at seeing those because who thought we would ever see those on the big screen I certainly didn't um so very cool yeah but those are those are great stormtroopers right like those are great cannon fodder for your superheroes to just like fight through and I mean they're orcs they're stormtroopers they're Chitauri they're cobra uh foot soldiers who just all look the same and yeah uh, in Chitari, yeah. Like, you just have something for your good guys to punch and keep on punching. One person I will be shocked if we see in this movie or the next one is Granny Goodness. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm really curious just how much of the fourth world stuff we're going to get. Uh, I mean, if they're pulling back on Dark Side, then are they going to give us anything other than Steppenwolf and Parademons? Who, who knows? We get mother boxes, and uh, that's that's the source of Cyborg's power, apparently, is the mother box. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, a lot of fourth world stuff. I'm looking forward to lots more DC Comics references because we got way more than I thought we were going to get in Batman v Superman, and I was very excited. I also expect to be speaking loudly, aloud several times in the theater. <laughs> I'm not... I really wish I would have brought a notebook. I, I really need to be taking notes like from quotes from the movie but then also like if i could just have a stopwatch <laughs> and my notebook and just write down evan's exact words at the exact time that he said them but yeah i'm, I'm very curious what you'll be saying ben we're in the wrong lane again and chick oh. chick-fil-a's over there oh that's right chick-fil-a's <laughs> oh man this happened last time or not last time oh, but the time before the that theater is right so <laughs> all right Hey, hey, by the way, shout out to Derry, who um, he's, he's my friend from work. Uh, we're friends from work. Um, he uh, was listening to the podcast and was on his way to the theater and actually arrived at Chick-fil-A at the same time we arrived at Chick-fil-A in the recording while we were recording for Thor Ragnarok. Nice. And shout out to my friend, John Mitchell, who listened to that episode and thought we were hilarious. 
which is kind of funny because I didn't think we were being that funny. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe something was, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're just naturally hilarious people, I guess. Um, all right, we are pulling into Chick-fil-A. Before we go, uh, we're going we're gonna to stop at Chick-fil-A, and then we're going to just go over to the theater, and uh, then... We'll, we'll turn it back on. We'll turn it back on for this time. You know, I think we've got okay. more to talk about. But I do want to say, do you remember the days when the uh, extent of a cinematic universe was Val Kilmer saying to Robin, they can hear that music all the way over in Metropolis. Yeah. Or George Clooney saying to Robin, this is why Superman works alone. Look at this line. Whoa. Okay. We're going inside though. It's okay. We're not going to wait in the car. Although we could, we could do the drive through and just keep recording. We got time. I mean, it's going to be, Oh, I don't know how packed the theater is going to be. Watch. We're like the only people there. It's not, it's not 3d. So we don't have to worry about, where we're sitting as much but man this chick-fil-a is always so busy they built their parking lot too small they know they did they just didn't know it ahead of time well they are right by the uh overpass from the interstate so um anyway you guys don't want to hear about chick-fil-a ben what are you wearing who are you wearing ah i am wearing uh release the kraken and it is a picture of the kraken from the classic uh, Clash of the Titans movie, but it is not an official Clash of the Titans thing. It is a Tim Barron original. Nice. Yes. Uh, Tim Barron sent me this shirt. He also sent me one from Crawl, which I probably will be wearing to the next Star Wars movie, unless my children tell me not to. Although there are some issues which with uh, how we're going to work out actually getting to see the Star Wars movie because my work planned their christmas staff dinner for the same night so i'm not sure how that's going to work but we will find out anyway i am wearing release the kraken tim baron original evan what are you wearing i'm wearing the one and only black blossom t-shirt in existence and if you don't know what black blossom is more after the break <laughs> Just say it now. We, we don't have to worry about it after the break. It's my webcomic. You can find it at patreon.com slash blackblossom. Okay. Very good. Okay, so we're going to turn it off, and then we're going to drive to the theater. We'll have a few last words before we go in to see the movie, and then we will be seeing Aquaman on the big screen. And Superman. Boom. Okay. See ya. And we're back. We're on our way to the theater from Chick-fil-A. Our stomachs are full, but our imaginations are not. And we need to go get those fueled up now by the movie theater. Oh, well, that's not true. Our imaginations are yeah, always full. What are you talking about? But <laughs> we're going to have something to entertain us for a couple hours. And we're excited about it. Anyway, I was trying to be poetic, Ben. Yeah, uh, I appreciate the segue that you're trying for. <laughs> it just doesn't fit like the reality of anything right now. So it does not okay so we finished talking about dark side and stuff there's also going to be the flash and commissioner gordon and other things Danny elfman the danny elfman batman uh anthem theme whatever you want to call it um or whatever it actually is called uh is going to be played in this movie because <gasps> elfman is the composer of this movie they're using the theme song they are using i've seen the scene they released the scene where they sh where he uses a clip of that music. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's a fake thing. I don't know. The scene itself wasn't fake, but maybe the music was just put in by a fan or something. I, I don't know. But it, it gave me chills almost. Now, I did my entire day of writing today was with Danny Elfman and the original Batman and the Batman Returns soundtracks. 
and it was so much fun. Cool. Because I was writing about villains, and it just that that dark tone was perfect. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for seeing how they do the Flash. The, they've done the Flash so well. In uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's a TV guy now. Yeah, they've done him so well on the television. It's they're just pulling stuff right out of the comic books on TV and putting it on the screen, and it's cinema quality. At least the the action scenes are. It's wonderful. So, and it's it looks it looks exactly like the comic books in the show. Here, it's looking a little different. They're taking a little bit different interpretation because either what I've seen so far is either they're leaving the camera in regular motion, so it's basically like the Flash is just disappearing and reappearing in a bolt of lightning because he's going so fast you can't see him, or everything is slowed down Quicksilver X-Men style, and uh, where you know everything is standing still. Whereas in the, the TV show, uh, you know, like I said, it's out of the comics, we're running along with him, we're seeing everything go by, and I, I'm interested to see what they'll do. I am too. I mean, the Quicksilver scene in... I mean, scenes, I should say, in, in both of those X-Men movies were two highlights, but they were highlights that could be pulled out and the movie doesn't suffer <laughs> for them. Uh, but they were so well done and so cool and so interesting and just clever and and fun. And so I'm curious if they're going to be able to pull off something similar with um, with the Flash here. But the other thing that is kind of interesting, I don't have much of a um, uh, background with the Flash on TV. Uh, the Flash on TV for me, I've seen him in a few episodes of his show, uh, like the first. Ep- no, I've seen him in a couple episodes of Green Arrow, and I've seen him in one episode of his own show. That's what it was. So I don't know. I'm 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 that that whole thing is kind of interesting to me just because of the way it's like here he is on TV where we don't have as much of a budget, but we're gonna go ahead and do it, and then you've like why bring him into the movie? I mean, other than he's a, he can be a, a cool character if done well, but um, I just find it interesting. And, you know, the whole thing where they have uh, multiple universes on the TV show, like that makes it accessible where they can say, you know, these two things are actually happening side by side and be really interesting if they did a, a crossover cinematic flash meets the TV flash. That would be so cool. Assuming this guy is actually cool. But yeah. Yep. Well, we've arrived at the theater. It is uh, about 13 minutes before the, the previews will start. So we need to get so in there. About 40 minutes from the movie. Starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, my phone said we were six minutes away from the theater when it gave me that alert. But we are only four minutes in recording. So yeah, it said traffic was light. So go now. So hey, I'm excited. I'm not pumped, but I'm excited. I'm ready. And uh, we might have some guests join us in the van for at least a bit of a conversation uh, because your friends, Jack Anna, and Anna, Jack yep. are, are coming to the same show. So yep, well, they, they joined us for Wonder Woman. Yes. And we'll meet them in there. They're saving us seats or we're saving in seats or something. Whoever gets in there first. So it's time for us to go. Thanks for uh, listening. And we'll see you in uh, three seconds after the sounder. <laughs> so whatever, you know. And uh, spoilers will be coming. We'll see how we do. And we're back from the movie, and we've been joined by other people that we went around the world and recruited. And it's our own Justice League. That's right. We we are with Z- 
We're with Zach and Anna Nelson. You, we talked about them before we went to the theater, but you remember them from the Wonder Woman episode. And now they're back. Say hi. Hello. Hey, oh. And we all saw the movie together, and it was fun? Question mark? Okay, so this is spoiler-free zone, and we will spoil later. Um, but this is our time to kind of vaguely talk about things we liked about the movie and also give it a rating. So you want to start with ratings? Sure. How many superpowered teammates out of five do you give this movie? We don't use stars. We use other things. Out of five. I yes, out of five. Out of five. Yes. Uh, Zach, would you like to go first? Um, man, it's really hard for me to give a rating directly after seeing a film. Uh, like right now, I feel like a like an almost four. That's where I feel right now. Oh, that's higher than I expected you to give it, just I, based I on agree. your your history with the Justice League. Um, I would give it a three. I would give it based on just how I'm feeling right now. But when I think about it objectively, maybe it wouldn't be uh, feeling right now like almost a five. But I'm looking at a four point five on this. Probably objectively speaking, uh, there's some issues that I have with some technical stuff and some story stuff. And I feel now I feel better about giving it a four, solid four. Wait, <laughs> I like something better than you did. Yeah, well, that's weird. That never happens. <laughs> What's going on? Well, and you think I'd like it more because it's DC, but yeah, I'm going with a four. Yeah. Okay. I I don't want to spoil it, but I we've talked about soundtrack stuff. I'm not going to say what it is about the soundtrack that I loved about this, but there was stuff about the soundtrack that I loved about this that I got chills when I heard it. It was good. It was very good. Did you guys have any thoughts about that? About the soundtrack? Yes. I was pleasantly surprised by the soundtrack. Pleasantly surprised, yeah. Yeah, I would add, um, I think I kind of expected them to pull a Suicide Squad again and just be like, pop song, pop song, pop song, especially after the trailers and stuff. Um, and they, they didn't. I feel like they actually took the time to kind of compose the score, obviously... Um, I'm blanking on the composer's name. Danny Elfman, man. Elfman. Thank you. The legend. Um, I, just, I feel like they took the time to do something original with the soundtrack, which was pleasant. Yeah, and I feel the same way. It was refreshing. Yeah, They did something original with the soundtrack, and they did other things too. Right. And I will talk about that after we can talk about spoilers, because I don't want to ruin it for people. But for those of you who are fans of soundtracks, this is a really good one. Danny Elfman did a great job. And usually, I'm not a huge fan. Well... The the movies I hear Danny Elfman's music in, I'm not usually not a huge fan of, but uh, I thought he did a great job. I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Spoiler free. Let's do a quick round robin. What do you think of the characters and their characterization? Again, spoiler free, but um, let's do a quick Batman. What do you think, Evan? Oh, sorry, I was drinking. Yeah, well, uh, that's, that's why I went to you first. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. He's like Batman. He's a lot more chipper. In this one than he was in the other ones. Uh, I felt like it was a good good portrayal. All right, Batman. Uh, better than last time. Batman. Finally more Batman-y than I've seen him so far in this iteration. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't Thor amounts of jokey, but they definitely made him more jokey. Yeah. I wish that we had seen on screen him become more jokey. You know, so there was like a change that we would have known that he was going to be more jokey. <laughs> we saw a shift in his attitude at the end of Batman v Superman after Superman died. That's right. He did get more jokey after Superman <laughs> like, died. <laughs> no, we just see it. He, he becomes more hopeful in, in, in humanity. And so therefore he can joke more. So, yeah, no, definitely Superman changed him. Uh, all right. So um, Aquaman, Evan. 
Aquaman. I liked him. Um, I'm not super familiar. Like, all of his characterization I've seen in the comic books, I'm not a huge fan of because he's like the stoic, I'm king. Um, but I liked him in this one. He's more chill, and he's reminiscent of the 90s Aquaman, which is my favorite version. Zach, Aquaman. Uh, I would say, like, he he seemed to make sense to me, and I really enjoyed him, which are kind of the two things I think I can expect out of a character at this point. Anna, Aquaman. I was disappointed in Aquaman. Why? Without spoiling. <laughs> uh, without spo- um, I felt like his character was a little all over the place, and none of the places it ended up did I like. Okay, and I liked Aquaman. He's not my comical Aquaman, and he's not my super friend's Aquaman. And honestly, he's not like any Aquaman I've ever liked. Um, I don't really like Brave and the Bold Aquaman very much. Oh, yeah, I know. That's outrageous, Ben. I know, but <laughs> I should maybe, but um, but this feels like a more grounded version of Brave and the Bold Aquaman. So, um, Aquaman is Ben's favorite character. Oh, I didn't know. That. Oh. Second favorite, depending. Superman is the other one. Superman. Really? Superman takes number one spot. Aquaman fights for two and three with other people. So, yeah. Is this DC or is this every comic book? Uh, mostly every comic book, I think. Yeah, it's it's up there. Yeah. He likes Atlantis stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. it was fun seeing Mara. Hey. Yeah, that that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. She was in it. All right. Um, Cyborg, Evan. Favorite version of Cyborg I've seen, other than the Teen Titans funny cartoon okay. show. I'm glad you clarified that because I was about yeah, to say, that, how that can was, you beat Teen Titans Cyborg? That was a good Cyborg. Uh, yeah, I liked him. He's good. I liked him more than I thought I would. And I, I I didn't love his suit. I felt like it looked too fake, in my opinion. But I liked him. Yeah, if I can say about this suit, I think um, I think it was like a valiant effort, and I think later we're gonna see. A better version of it. Yeah, that's true. That, it it kind of felt like, okay, I think after like three or four movies of this, your effects team is going to figure out how to really do it. So it broke the spell a lot in this movie, but I'm hoping, like the concept is pretty cool, so I'm hoping they iron it out. Yeah, definitely FX broke some spells for me on this, and Cyborg was, was one of those where it's just, uh, yeah, I can kind of see where they're going with it, like this kind of shifty, kind of metal-y thing that's almost like the Michael Bay Transformer kind of thing, right. where it's not just moving parts, but it's um, shifting Shifting parts. Well, ever since they've brought him over to the new Fifty Two, they've changed his origins now, so it's Motherbox based, which we knew we knew from Batman v Superman, and that's going along with this. Out of and w- since they've added him to the main roster of the Justice League, I haven't necessarily liked his characterization in the comics, but I thought this was very good. And uh, yeah, okay. Um, oh, one more thing. I li- I agree with you about the visual effects stuff, except when he's in his hoodie costume. I really I thought that was excellent. I agree. I totally agree, yeah. And as for the character himself, I feel like they did a good job building a character who actually had, like, needs and wants and opinions and not just I'm this character because I'm this character, but, like, he's, he's like, figuring it out as he goes along. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Flash. Evan. Not very much like Flash. Any Flash that I've seen, but I still enjoyed the character. Um, I think... I was going into this movie, to be totally honest, a little like against Flash because he was so painted as like comic relief and like the you know mm-hmm. his Suicide Squad cameo and all that. But I feel like I feel like they did a, actually a way better job, to be honest, than I expected. So my expectations were kind of low, and at this point, I'm really really happy with what they did with the character. 
Yeah, I was concerned that they were going to try to do a Spider-Man, Batman. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Spider-Man, Iron Man with Flash and Batman. Mm, yeah. And I'm really glad they, they didn't in the way that I expected it to be. And he was very unique from Spider-Man, which is what I was a little concerned about. And I liked him. I thought he was um, he was funny and he was I, I liked his view on being a superhero. Yeah. And I, I liked his relationship with Batman, especially that kind of almost mentory kind of yeah. thing. Um, you can tell Batman's done this before. You know, um, and his relationship with, <laughs> and his relationship with Superman too. Like just as once, once he finally meets him, and oh, was that a spoiler? That's yeah, a spoiler, it isn't it? No, we talked about it beforehand. We know he's going to be in the movie. Okay, all what right. Think, you think he's in like, he's in like literally shot number one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Like, do you think Superman's going to be in this movie? <laughs> and they and they, and they it's never the they never go back and finish his clip yeah, I'm waiting the whole movie I thought about that part way in the movie I was like wait so what is the the answer to the question that they didn't answer at the beginning his favorite part of earth is his house this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's this is spoilery. answered in spoilers yeah. this is spoilery but that's the very first clip of the movie so okay yeah alright um, well I guess since we already were there well, Superman what do you think oh go ahead can I say one more thing I will say oh, ratings overall I feel like in general, when I watch a DC movie, I leave it liking it a lot. And slowly as I think about it, it falls apart a little. So I will say I'm really hoping this one doesn't do it as I really think through the characters. But like initial reaction is pretty solid for me. So that's that's my spoiler free review. Like I would definitely go see it. All right. So real quick, Superman and then just one or two things you didn't like. Wait, and did like, did oh, that's right. Wonder Woman. Yeah. You sexist. <laughs> I forgot we were going to talk about Superman. I was ready for Wonder Woman, and then Superman jumped into the conversation, and he's always taking the limelight away from everybody. Classic Superman. Yeah. Okay. Where do you want to start? I don't care. Evan, Wonder Superman Woman. or Wonder Woman? Okay, Wonder Woman. Yeah. All right. She, uh, if you liked the Wonder Woman movie, there's more of that. I just feel like she's always been a good character. I feel like she's always worked, So, and she does in this one. Yeah, I knew she'd be good because she, to me, is the best thing about this whole DC universe. But she was actually better than I expected where they deepened some of the questions that we had after Wonder Woman. Like, what yeah. were you doing this whole time? Why are you, are you know, are you hiding? What's going on? Who are you? And she really explained and clarified in a way that made sense and was authentic. Yep. And it built into an arc with her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all the characters really had an arc. Um, okay. So, Superman, Evan. All right. Well, I'm I'm kind of more hypercritical of Superman portrayals because he's my absolute favorite guy. But uh, yeah, I think it was. I mean, it's the same. It's pretty much the same as he's been. More smiles, lots more smiles, which is good. I just need Henry Cavill to get that American accent. It still sounds yeah, really fake to me, and his character just still sounds or is very stiff. And I wish he could. He could do better at that. Uh, when he's interacting with uh, the Justice League, much better. When he's interacting with Lois, <clears throat> needs some work. But he looks the part, and when he's in action, it's great. Uh, I think I have to answer in the spoiler zone, to be honest. Uh, he was also better than he was in the last movie. Felt more like Superman in this movie. And I agree with that assessment. This is probably the most Superman that we've gotten as far as him embodying what I think of when I think of Superman. And so, okay, so just one or two things that you liked, one or two things that you didn't like that's just off the top of your head. I've already said soundtrack and special effects for me. 
Love the soundtrack. Wasn't a fan of the special effects. Um, but I'm going to give you guys a chance to think it through. And I'm trying to think of one more. Th- I, I like characterization stuff. And I like that there was an arc for each character. They did a good job. This is a good ensemble movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, having that many characters, they did a pretty decent job handling all the characters in a very... You know, I am curious what scenes were Joss Whedon and what scenes were Zack Snyder, what scenes were removed, what scenes were brand new. And, uh, but it, it didn't feel like a mess, which sometimes movies just feel like a mess when there's so much interference and changes and stuff like that on the creative end. So... Uh, Evan, uh, as far as superhero movies go, this is my jam. I mean, it's, Mm. it takes itself seriously. It's a sincere story. Uh, it's not overly pop cultured, um, even though it's about pop culture characters, but it's, they're just being who they are and it makes sense. And I really enjoyed it. I loved, and I also loved all the uh, DC Easter eggs of which there are many spoilers though. Yes. Yes. All right, Zach. Um, I would say, I think the action in this movie started to work a lot more for me. I don't know what it is, but the physics in DC movies has just always felt weird. Like there've been a lot of action scenes. I was just like, what? Why? Did... Okay. But I really feel like the physics started to click a lot of the, a lot of the surprising that you usually with the flash, you lose all the cohesiveness of, of physics. I, I almost feel like they had to work harder to, to think about it. And they stopped doing just these like, boom, Superman's fast. Boom. He's slow. And they started doing like, let's add some transitions and make the physics. So I'll say like, as much as the VFX were occasionally startling, the, the action really, really worked for me. And then I'll also say, I think the, the story of the DC universe, I think they've just like been kind of messing around with it long enough that I'm starting to not be distracted as much by all these like random other things. And it's starting to like feel a little cohesive. The first like two movies were like, it was like Man of Steel is this neat, it's only Superman and then other stuff, other stuff, other stuff. I feel like this was like, they've done enough that it just started to not be distracting and feel like cohesive. Yeah. Um, Yeah, thing I liked this the story made sense it was one story which i feel like in the last especially in batman v superman and suicide squad it was like five thousand stories and i didn't there wasn't a full story all the way through so it was very disjointed but this one was not and i liked that i also liked that i got to see more of batman because my love for batman is similar to your guys's love for superman so i whenever i see a glimpse of like true batman i get really excited um thing i did not like as with every DC movie, the script was not strong in a lot of points. Um, mm. They have trouble driving home the really important moments when it comes to script. The visuals are great, but then the script, it's like, okay, it's close, but like not quite there. So mm. I had that problem with Wonder Woman and with Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad. All right, so what we're going to do right now is we're going to stop recording. We're going to play the spoiler organ, and we're going to drive across the parking lot, and we're going to let... Um, we're going to do some spoiler talk with uh, Zach and Anna, let them get their spoiler stuff out of the way, then they can get in their car and go home, <laughs> and uh, and then on our way home, we'll we'll talk our, our stuff. But, okay, here we go. Spoiler organ playing now. Spoilers. 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 Putting it into drive to drive across the parking lot. All right, and I'm going to give Zach the mic so he and Anna can talk about their spoiler stuff. Here you go. But we got to start with that Superman spoiler stuff. Zach. Okay, so I 
got to be totally honest, when Superman woke up or whatever, I really thought it was like villain. Like I thought they were like the villain for the end of the movie is Superman. And so I was like, oh, that's actually... I kind of no. wa- wanted that. No. <laughs> no. I didn't that would have been horrible. I would have walked out of the theater. Horrible. Yes, it would have. No, because you know that the movie would have ended with him turning good and stopping the bad guy. Right. Like, you know that's exactly what would have happened. Is this your car here? It's over there by the, underneath this. Uh, this one here? Yeah, okay. that board over there. So, I will say, like, I really kind of wanted Superman to be in some kind of weird death, cohesion, weirdness, slumber, um, and... He wasn't, which was fine, but that whole, you got to admit, that fight scene of Superman versus the Justice League. That was awesome. That was satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the so flash good. part. That was hilarious. Oh, the slow turn? <laughs> that was That's great. what I'm talking about, the action making sense. It was like, mm, that works for me. So The flash turning and then fighting Wonder Woman where he just headbutts her oh, into yeah. the floor. Right into the tiara. <laughs> yeah. She like headbutted him and he headbutted him and she, it was like back and forth and then finally he was like, bam! He just flies up and just bam! She's on the, oh, it was brutal. And then we had the real Batman v Superman fight yes. that would have happened all along. No. <laughs> Batman always would win. He finds a way. I gotta be honest. <laughs> he was going to die. <laughs> there was no way he could have won. He, he did. Because he's so smart. He always has a plan. He, That's how he, he didn't won. win. He did win. He, he diffused the situation, and he uh, knew. That- I, I, I don't know if I would call that diffusing a win, but he did definitely. He took control of the. He survived. He took control of the battle. That was the battle was over and he walked away from it that's a win yeah and that's how Batman works he's not ever going to be the strongest but he always he always gets out with his plan working somehow some way I will add uh, there was a point where it was I think inferred that all the other superheroes like really quick went to Superman and Batman like couldn't get there because he's Batman <laughs> yeah, he was like running he wasn't there for like a good 60 seconds when he shows up he's out of breath Running to catch him. So I just love the idea of like, you know that like Spider-Man shot from Homecoming where he's running across the golf course? <laughs> yeah. That is what I was picturing. Just, oh, I gotta, oh, I just woke up Superman, gotta go see if he's okay. They're in all that big flat land around the memorial. And so like, there's nothing for him to grapple. So he's, <laughs> yeah. and they all just leaped there and flew yeah. there and, yeah. and ran. And he's just, he could have gotten a ride, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that was, I, I like my favorite visual. What do you think, Anna? Spoiler, spoiler comments? I really liked the conversation about leadership that Batman and Wonder Woman had. I thought that was great. Just the fact that he, she was challenging him to make, you know, to be ethical and to think through his actions. And he was challenging her to step up. And they, the way they like helped each other in that was really great. Yeah, it was some definite iron sharpening iron kind of stuff going on there. And, you know, and I like his arc and the way he learned to play with others, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, now, granted, there is implied that he has played with others in the past. But, um but this is him coming back around to that. And and then this, this is Wonder Woman coming back around to, like, she should be a symbol of hope. Why isn't she? Why yeah. wasn't she? And he was being a jerk when he said it, but um, it was true. Yeah, it did be said. And I enjoyed uh, the character arc for the DC extended universe mm. because Lois Lane's monologue at the end, uh, it's addressing the fact that it has been a dark world a dark universe that they've Uh been in. And now they're shift. The whole universe is shifting to no, there's hope. There's light. So we're going to stop for Evan. We can talk. You got any more you guys before you guys go home? I have one more. This is my final wrap up review. So I think this movie 
to me, not to compare to the Marvel Universe, but I'm going to, <laughs> as an analogy, to me, this was the Avengers Age of Ultron of Justice League movies. Because I think it was like, good. I was like, all right, it was, this works as a team-up movie. This is fun. I enjoy it. The action makes sense. There's a story. Everyone gets some playtime. But I feel like there's a lot of stuff. It, everything made me want an individual character movie first. I wanted to see mm. Cyborg with his parents. I wanted to see him go through the car crash. I wanted to see his dad put him back together. I wanted to see Aquaman save somebody like solo, you know, not just as like a cameo or a little introduction thing. So I like, I really liked it, but I will say I'm still kind of aching for these solid solo origin movies that we're probably never going to get. Well, Aquaman's up next. Right, but what I'm saying is like, we never got like, I don't know anything about anything. I'm just Aquaman doing my thing. I'm just Cyborg. I'm just Flash and I don't know anything about anything. I love those stories and it, like this is great and I love the team up movie. I just wish, maybe they'll go back in time and do that, but I, I love, yeah, I, I just love those stories. So. Really, the only one we've gotten for that is Superman yeah. with Man of Steel. And then, Wonder Woman. But even then, that came after we saw her. And so like with Superman, we get the Superman origin story and then all of a sudden, all these other characters are stepping in fully formed and it's not a bad thing necessarily but you're right we are missing out on something i don't argue i actually don't think they need to do that with batman like it's starting to kind of make sense that he's been batman for 20 years i disagree i i needed maybe one more before it but i could have been i would have been fine with batman for a while learning things um i would have liked to have seen it with his like bat family and like those other characters but him knowing a lot about the universe and flash not works for me i just really wish i could have seen flash get struck by lightning you know uh yeah i didn't mind that there weren't origin stories for all of them which i'm surprised because i thought i would mind the only thing is with batman is he's in this nebulous place where we don't know where he is in his story it's like how many robins have you had have you had batgirl like what do you have people you could call or do you do you not have any bat family except the one robin who apparently is dead I just, I just want to know. We don't have to have a movie about it. I just need to know, like, how much stuff he's done in 20 years and who he's been with. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that when we were walking out of the theater. It's like, okay, so if if there is a Nightwing somewhere, like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's so like, you you went and got Flash? Like, you, <laughs> Where's Dick working? Grayson? Isn't he, like, a spy by now or something? You're working so hard to find all these people. Like, you know me. You have my number in your phone. <laughs> that should have been the end credit scene. Him being like, excuse me, I'm... Like, I could help. I Why didn't you? I are busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that really, I really, really, really want DC to do is just a good villain. And I haven't gotten that yet from them. I Every villain feels very cliche. They're jumping into that Marvel Or it, it's fine if you disagree. Hold on. Every villain to me feels very cliche or not villainy enough. No, it's a I was gonna say Zod. I thought was was very. Good. I he felt they just felt cliche. Like I just want power and I want to destroy and this this this. And then the only exception is Joker, who like didn't really do anything scary or bad, <laughs> so he didn't even seem like a villain. But what about Suicide Squad? That was a movie full of villains who didn't do anything villainous. Yeah, so I don't know. I just don't feel like they've given me a good villain yet. I just wish they would have turned Steppenwolf into Darkseid. Like, just just do it. Just just do it. Ah. I, I like how they're setting it up. And they didn't set up. They, they, they set they, they, it up. No setup. They said his name, and they he got summoned back to the home world. Anyway, I yeah. I like how I I think. How did that work? The the mother boxes were broken, and then this vortex appears. Oh, I thought he did he not bring the vortex? I thought that was his escape route. No, 
Well, the do that? no. Well, in the comics, the mother boxes do that, but he. Okay, so maybe yeah. it's different. Maybe, maybe it's. I thought he did it. It was like his. He controlled when it happened. It, it's he probably does, but that's something that all the new gods can do it, through the mother box in the comic books. But they might be doing something different. The, no, that, so that's my issue. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. you guys got any last words? I, yeah, I think they might be able to get the villain thing with the teaser at the end for the Injustice League. They might actually get a good villain to me because they have a lot to work with and compelling villains and that if they do that. Did you like Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman? I I tolerated him. He was... Fair. There were parts I liked. He wasn't my least favorite Lex Luthor. <laughs> I think that... Also fair. <laughs> I think that Lex Luthor could have worked in a different movie. I think there were there was too much else that they were trying to convince me on to try and convince me on another yeah. character that didn't feel. But we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about no, this yeah. movie. This movie was fun. It was a good. It was pretty good. I had a lot of problems, but I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I honestly, actually, part of me wanted it to be worse so I could make more fun of it, but it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of bad DC movies, I thought I was going to make fun of this one, but I actually really enjoyed it. So. Yeah. Thanks All right. For thank us. you. Yeah. Thank you guys. See you later. Automatic doors going. Yep. Oh, they're they're exiting. Anna has exited the vehicle, abandoning her husband. And now, no, now they're both gone. Okay. See you guys. If you start to open the door while I hit the button, then it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. All right. Door is closed. Lights are off. Car in gear. That music. <laughs> they reference John Williams. Danny Elfman did John Williams and Hans Zimmer. They referenced every single good superhero theme that's attached to Superman. I mean, they, they, they did it. It was so cool. I loved it. And you know what it said to me, Evan? What? It said to me, this is the Superman that you wanted. This is the Superman. Like, we are going to try and give you. Uh, maybe it isn't, but that's what they're saying is. They were trying. They were trying to give you the Superman that you wanted. And you say he was stiff and had no, you know, personality or whatever he he laughed man yeah i mean the first time i've seen superman do an actual like <laughs> belly laugh kind of thing and it's because he and a buddy fell down in the job yeah like i said when he's with the justice league he's great uh just with lois and there were some stiff moments still and i just hope he can shake that off for the next one maybe uh i just the music told me we're going back and we're not trying to be all darky dark and everything and that's great you know whether they succeeded or not we'll see what happens in the future with this stuff but then they also still were referencing Hans Zimmer which I I really like that soundtrack too I, I love the Hans Zimmer uh, Man of Steel soundtrack uh, yeah and so then to have Danny Elfman do his own Batman to do the John Williams to do the Hans Zimmer I mean the music stuff just nailed me it was yeah, loved it. Loved it. Yeah, I like the music too. I was waiting for the big jaw-dropping moment where Superman returns. That's and you know comes and saves the day. And we really didn't get that how I wanted it. No, no, we didn't. And it, when he did arrive, like to the final battle, it was just kind of, hey, I've got a quick one-liner and punch. And I was, I yeah, I really wanted, you know, when he comes back in the comic books, he comes out of that giant robot suit, you know, and then he's like, destroy Metropolis over my dead body. And it's like a full, you know, page reveal. You didn't have to do that. But something that, you know, dramatic. And we, nah, we didn't get it. No, no, but it was still, I mean, 
it worked. I liked what they did roundabout. Hey, roundabouts. Okay, there we go. Um, I, I I like what they did, and and the whole like we'll, we'll have a short evil Superman moment, and that was that was fine. It wasn't evil Superman. It was just who are you? And then they you know the whole thing about I can't control my powers for Cyborg was a good enough reason. I didn't think it was great, but a good enough reason to start the fight. Um, and then they turned it into a, a character beat for Cyborg where, you know, he, there's other times where he couldn't control his, his technology or didn't want to dive in too deep into, him, into his technology because he was afraid he wouldn't come out. And I felt like there's some stuff maybe on the cutting room floor with that where he maybe um, was struggling more. But man, in Superman versus the Justice League, what a fight! That was so awesome. A little eyeball turn where he just glances over at Flash and then Flash's face as he's just realizing, oh, he can what? <laughs> that was great. It was awesome. All right, uh, Green Lantern is in the movie. Uh, yes, depending on what you mean when you say Green Lantern is in the movie. Because there was a Green Lantern or two in the beginning of the time and during the Lord of the Rings portion of the movie. Yes. And that that was cool. No, that was definitely a let's open up the DC Universe bag. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe Ryan Reynolds is still part of the DCEU canon. Because that looked really similar to... The Green Lantern special effects from that movie. Well, but how is it not going to? I mean, you have to completely reinvent things probably to to really get away from it. I mean, even if you had two different people doing a movie special effect from the comic book, I, I think that you are probably going to just have to say, okay, you have to look at the old one and make sure you don't do that. You're probably going to end up with the modern look being the way it is in cinema it's going to look like that but it was cool it was it was a little bit too lord of the rings for me in some ways where you have like the three mother boxes that each uh i mean literally you could have put just switch out rings and you have the the opening to um lord of the rings and where they're battling for three rings and then oh the elves get theirs and the humans get theirs and the um whoever gets theirs are the hobbits uh, maybe not the hobbits dwarves. dwarves that's who it was and then yeah so yeah whatever it, it made sense and it gave you a reason to visit atlantis it gave you a reason for um to, to visit uh, themiscaria and and it just it, it was a little after there's a there's only so many uh flashback to the distant past kind of things that you can do without it getting kind of repetitious. And so I'm, I'm watching that. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, we saw this in wonder woman, the flashback to stuff like this. Oh, we saw this in Thor Ragnarok, the flashback to stuff like this. Oh, we saw this in, you know, it just, I, I understand you want to show, don't tell. And Marvel movies have tried to like, we're going to use a book with moving pictures or we're going to use a museum with moving exhibits or we're going to use a, a well, Superman used a metal flannel graph yeah yeah that was I mean that was cool and th- this was just straight up hey we're just going to flash back to something with sepia tone and well dude I liked it I liked that part I thought it was very cool 
Um, and I thought it was different enough from other things we've seen. I, I, I liked it, but it didn't feel different at all. It felt like we're just, hey, we're just telling the story. It did make me question something, though, because we, we know that the Justice League is going to have to fight this guy. And they are six people. Yes, they're super strong, but you've got three armies fighting this guy with Green Lanterns and Zeus. Okay, <laughs> okay but they're not just fighting this guy. They're fighting him and his army of parademons. Granted, these six people are fighting the parademons as well. But they're just trying to bide time. Like, they're just surviving and trying to keep him busy. And it isn't until Superman gets there that the battle really, the tide turns. And he just makes really short work of him. I mean, he, Superman versus uh, Steppenwolf was, I mean, Steppenwolf was clearly outmatched. And... And then it wasn't until Superman gets in with the mother boxes. I almost feel like they should have, instead of having Superman go off to help the civilians and and do that as a way to get him out of there so that you could still have Aquaman and Wonder Woman have something to do. Um, if they, they should have just had Superman go over with with, with uh, Cyborg and helped him with the, the boxes there. Let Flash help the civilians and Superman's doing the box thing and Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman defeat Steppenwolf. I, I feel like having Superman come was good and yay our hero is here but aquaman and wonder woman should have they should have had they should have won that battle they should have been the ones to win that battle because it was their people who had had the history with him and it was their people who died in the present day fighting him and well did they not strike the final blow against him they wouldn't have been able to without superman Superman came in, softened the guy up so that they could do their thing. And I wish that it had been their battle and theirs alone. Like, Superman comes, he gets ready to fight Steppenwolf, and Cyborg's like, I need you over here! And and then let Aquaman and Wonder Woman just give it to them. It's theirs and theirs alone, instead of Superman coming, just slamming him around. And it was cool fighting, but... But, yeah, that's... I mean, that's just me. Uh, you want to talk about post-credit scenes? Because there are post-credit scenes. There's two of them, and they were both pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they had the goofy, fun one that you're just like, oh, yeah, that leaves a good feeling in my heart. And then they had the one that says, you're going to want to come back and watch the next movie because... Yeah. Yeah. When Okay, when Lex Luthor was not Lex Luthor, and he started laughing... Even before he started laughing, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if it was like he turns around and it's like a Joker thing, like a Joker smile? It wasn't, but I, when the guy started laughing, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to really do... No, they're not. It's just a guy. I was thinking that, too. I was like, I, well, I wasn't thinking that, but I was thinking, like, the Joker's going to show up and steal Lex Luthor or, or something. Yeah, and... Okay, so, Evan, where are they taking this man? Because <laughs> I... Yeah. <laughs> Geek out, man. I give you permission to just let it fly. Because, man, everybody's, I don't know what's going to happen. Because the next movie everybody knows is going to be Darkseid because he's the guy. No, it's, this is what I'm saying. It's not going to be Darkseid. Not anymore. Nope. And so there you have it, man. This is what it's going to be instead. It's going to be the Injustice League. What? What? No, what it's going to be is, it's not going to be Justice League 2 is going to be the Injustice League. It's just going to be Injustice League the movie. 
and, and the Justice League are just cameos in the middle of the movie. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe. It could be Justice League 2, Injustice, or something like that. But um, I do love that they, we deserve a league of our own. Yeah, you already have Lex Luthor, and then you got uh, Deathstroke. Random cameo from Deathstroke in this movie. So. Not random cameo. That's an intentional, hey, you are a bad guy in this movie. Come on. Yeah, well, as I was saying, I wasn't expecting him to show up at all. I wasn't expecting to see anybody like that. So that's pretty cool. I wasn't expecting to see Lex Luthor because we had heard reports that he'd been totally cut out. So that's neat. And I like I like bald Jesse Eisenberg. I think, I mean, I think he's doing a good job. I like it. Yeah. So I don't know where they're going next. Here's what we do know. Aquaman is the next movie, right? Yes. Or close to it because it's in production right now. Correct. Um, they're doing a Shazam movie. We who knows, man? That's that's changed titles a billion times. Uh, the Batman movie that they were talking about. I don't know what's happening with that. We don't know. Planning a Flash movie that's been canceled. Kind of maybe. I mean, who knows? What are they doing next? Well, it doesn't matter because this movie is not saying you're not getting a whole story. This movie said, "Hey, Superman's back." And they fought a bad guy, and they won. The end. And we got an up, up, and away at the end. We did. Well, no, we got to look up in the sky. Well, but he went up, up, and away. Yeah, but they literally said, look up in the sky. Like, that's... Yeah. Okay, so... Um, the other the other one is Flash and Superman decided to, to race. And I always... You know what? It's a little unfair. Because Superman's not running. He's flying. I, I say if Superman wins that race, that it's actually not really a win for him. He needs to beat Flash in a flit race. I would agree. But he'd also need to take off that cape because that's going to create some wind resistance. Maybe he would. Maybe, you know, that, that's fine. I would care. He can take off his cape. It's just not fair if he wins by, by flying. Anyway, that is, I love that they put that in there because that is a classic Superman Flash thing, classic DC Comics thing, but you would never put that as a main plot point in your movie. So it's perfect as a uh, post-credit. Loved it. The post-credit scene was created to do something like this. We're going to go ahead and reference comics history, give you guys a little bit of a laugh, and have a little bit of fun with it, make you leave the theater with a smile on your face, or... Maybe not because the then you go to the villain stuff, but yeah. Um, what else is there? Themes, themes. We already talked a little bit. Uh, Anna mentioned the leadership stuff from Wonder Woman and Superman. I really appreciated, or Wonder Woman and Batman. I appreciated that and how they're struggling to get by without a, uh, you know, Superman being the one who should be leading, but he's not there. Um, and then there was the moral conundrum: Do we risk creating a monster? To stop a monster? And do we use technology to do good, knowing that technology can also, you know, be used for evil? And yeah, I there there was those things for me. Uh, what about you, Evan? I already talked a little bit about the hope thing, where it's we're we're shunning uh, darkness and and going to hope, which is awesome. I love that theme. And that's been something that DC Comics has really gotten behind uh, recently in the comic books as well. And obviously, they're not they're not looking at it the same way we do as Christians. 
but it's still a good message that we need to have. And on a, on a meta level, um, they also had this thing where they're saying, okay, we've got, um, we've got hope. And does that sign on your chest really stand for hope? And he's like, yeah, it does. But it looks like an S. And he's like, yeah, it's supposed to because it moves. It flows in and out. And then he's talking about um, there are two trains in front of us right now, by the way. We just passed a, a train back there, and now there's two on this one. Um, but then he's, he's, he says, you know, my, my dad talked about hope and how um, losing hope is like losing your keys, you know, uh, they're, when they're gone, you know, they're, they're probably close by, you know, and, and you just got to dig out, dig them up or whatever. And, um, so to talk about that and, and, and that's true. I mean, uh, it's especially true for us as Christians where we know what we put our hope in and we don't have what I call when I, when I do my teaching time, Taco Bell hope, which Taco Bell hope is when you just like, ah, I hope I have cheese on my taco, you know, enough cheese, you know, when you unwrap it. Um, but then there's also, you know, that there's false hope too, where you're putting your hope in the things of this world. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, hope is always there. God is always there. Uh, and for us, it really is more, where are we unless where is God, right. you know, when, when we, when we don't have hope. Well, and that's something with, that I always think about when I think about DC comics and what they, they're doing currently, because it really, they really are pushing hope and same thing with star Wars. Um, and you know, if you believe the narrative that the world is pushing, especially in America here, it's, you know, evolution, science, all that. Uh, if you really subscribe to that, there is no hope. There's no reason for you to have hope. Not really. Well, yeah. I mean, if you are, if you're taking that worldview where you're saying, you know, there is nothing else, or we are, we are the stuff that stars are made of, which makes us special. Well, no, sorry, Jay Michael Straczynski. You know, that doesn't make you special. That just makes you just like everything else. Because literally, I mean, the microphone I'm holding right now, the seat that I'm sitting on right now, the underwear that I'm wearing right now is made of star stuff as well. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's great. But I am no different from my underwear yep. if if that's all there is to it. And, and so there is that that hope for us where we do have hope in the things we have not seen. And, and you know, I, and I love, you know, when it's really interesting when you're reading the Gospels, and, and maybe this is going way off, off mark from what we're talking about here, but I love the way Jesus is actually talking about us. Like he literally talks about us when he talks about, you know, you guys have seen, but blessed are those who haven't seen. And, you know, and, and he talks about, you know, he prays, when he prays for the disciples, he prays for the disciples for a couple of paragraphs and then he prays for us. Yep. Like it's like, that's Jesus that back then praying for us and thinking of us and showing that he's not just for the people of that time, but the people for all people, all time. And yeah, so I, I appreciate, and, and that's actually one of the things about superheroes that I like is, is this idea of, you know, um, having hope, uh, and and choosing to do uh, the right thing, and that's another big theme here too. Was um, choosing to do what you have to do because it has to be done, and someone's got to do it, and and you you have to help the people around you. And that's another thing. Like, why bother helping the people around you if you don't have hope in something more than just what we have here? And and again, that's that superhero thing where I guess for superheroes in comic books, 
especially in superhero comic books that are written by people who don't believe in any kind of higher power. Um, it literally is, I have hope and truth and justice, you know, and, and these are things that are beyond just, um, beyond me. These are bigger things than me that I must work for, you know, and, but I, then again, when Superman arrives and he's like, I'm also a fan of justice or whatever it is that he said, there, there was some really poor one-liners in this, but I liked that one. Yeah. Yeah. So the action one-liners were, they honestly, some of those lines felt like Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been delivering them in some action movie from the eighties. I didn't, I can't remember any off the top of my head. Uh, there was a couple, and they were Superman. It was kind of like, oh, Superman's arriving now, and so he's like, need a hand? Punch. You know, that kind of thing. I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it very much. Aquaman's one-liners were basically, yeah! yeah. And, uh, my man! And, yeah! <laughs> so, all right, Evan. Let's see. Anything else that, uh, anything else that you really are just dying? I mean, we're, we're a couple blocks away from your house now, so anything else you were dying to talk about? Not really. I mean, I... I enjoyed the film, thought it was great, uh, four stars, super entertaining. I Like I said, they missed a couple of beats that I wish they would have had, like the Superman entrance, thought it would be awesome. Uh, uh, but other than that, I mean, I was I was thoroughly engaged and entertained, and I, I don't know which movie I like better, this one or The Avengers, because um, they're pretty similar. Um, but this one just seems more classic to me. And that might be because of the characters. Uh, I think it could be because of the score as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the Avengers. I have, I don't know, because I have this connection to the MCU of just spending so much time in it uh, for the last few years. But then my connection to this movie is I spent so much time in it for my life. You know, I mean, Super Friends... I mean, I literally learned how to understand the English language and then watch Super Friends cartoon, you know. And um, I mean, so this grouping of characters, except for Cyborg, although Cyborg came in around the time I was just starting to not watch uh, the Super Friends cartoons. Um, but this grouping of characters is, you know, you, you call it your jam or whatever. But um, I mean, this is kind of the grown up version of my childhood cartoons. Me too. Yeah. Except my, my childhood cartoons were more childish. Yes. <laughs> a lot more childish. I watched the Super Friends too, but that's not what really pulled me in. Was Justice League and Superman and all that. Yeah, yeah. Super Friends. I, going back and watching it with my children, when they're the right age, by the way. I mean, so th- that was good. They were the right age for it. But, yeah, you know. So, all right. Well. I guess that's it. I mean, we are at the house and we had extra time in the parking lot, so we didn't need extra time driving. Yep. Uh, that's always nice to. And we had the train. That's true. Yeah. So we had uh, we had that taken care of for us. So Evan, uh, I guess if you have any final words, now's the time for it, and then we'll close the thing down. Go see it, guys. Well, this is the spoiler section, so you might well, have already have, probably yeah. seen it, but uh, yeah, uh, make mine DC. And yeah, this was. Oh, we need to rank these, the DCEU movies. Okay, all right. We got to rank them. We got Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and now Justice League. Okay, so with that as your paradigm, what's your least favorite 
Shoot the squad. Easy. Okay, so we're both there with number five. All right. So now it's getting a little bit harder. All right. Um, maybe, but how do you rank them? Hold on, hold on. I'm missing one. Suicide Squad. Maybe it's your man, man of steel. Okay, all right. So then it's got to be uh, Man of Steel. Number four. Okay. Yep. And then after Man of Steel, I'm gonna go with Batman v Superman at number three. And oh boy, this is rough. Probably Wonder Woman at number two and Justice League number one. And I think mine matches up exactly with yours. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, I'm not gonna compare it to the other Batman and Superman movies. There's just too much to to mess with there. So, okay. Um. Yeah, so now, final word, besides for go see it, guys, because they've already seen it. Right. Uh, our sponsor today is dogwings.us. Go to them for all your cartooning, graphic design, logo production needs. Yep. And my final word is, I like this movie. It was fun. And I want to see it again and see if it's still fun. Yep, I agree. And also, thank you for listening. And also, Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. Once again, thanks for listening. Ba-ba-ba!